0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Teachers Talk Radio. This is a special Twilight show hosted by the man, the myth, the legend, drama teacher, and general mayhem maker, Matt Williams. Matt is a founding member of the Teachers Talk Radio host team. He is also somebody who is much admired by myself and all the other hosts, in the Teachers Talk Radio host family, on the 29th of December, we're doing a 24-hour Teachers Talk Radio Twitter space to support Matt and his chosen charity Balkanter UK. To so get involved in that 24-hour Twitter space, then just follow us on Twitter at TT Radio 2021, and you can listen into the whole thing, which will take place on the 29th from 12 midnight to 12 midnight. It should be a lot of fun. Welcome. If you're listening live, if you're listening to Teachers Talk Radio for the first time, welcome to you. And if you're listening back to this as a podcast, then lucky you. Sit back and enjoy the festive fun with your host with the most, Matt Williams. 10, 9, 8,
1: 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, two one this is teachers talk radio and you are listening live
2: New Year resolutions. What are your magic moments from 2021? It's Monday evening. It's a special show. It's Teachers Talk Radio. It's Christmas, and we are live.
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag #ttradio. Tune in, talk it out, with Teachers Talk Radio.
2: It's simply fantastic to hear the dulcet tones of Graham Collum for the first time in a long time with me presenting live in the jingle once again. And good evening to everybody. Firstly, a big thanks to Tom, um, not only for his wonderful introduction, but also for setting up this charity event on the 29th of December. Big thanks to Tom and Seema who are responsible for helping to organise that. It really, really does mean a lot. Bonjour to everybody. We are indeed live, Tom uh, Tom Hopkins-Burke, I think. Um, and a very good evening to everybody. Um, some familiar... Uh, names and faces coming up, which is great. And I hope you can hear me okay. This is the first time I've ever broadcast from my mobile phone. So hopefully you can all hear me. Indeed, Feliz Navidad, Mao. And Aziza is listening all the way from Alexandria in Egypt. Um, And Noreen has confirmed that she can hear me. Thank you very much to you, Noreen. Well, Good evening and how wonderful it is to be back live broadcasting on Teachers Talk Radio when the iconic, irrepressible, incomparable Tom Rogers first discussed the concept of Teachers Talk Radio with me, oh crikey, back in January I think. I knew it would be a success and I have to flatter him tonight because he is indeed producing my show So could cut me off, of course, at any minute. Oh, there we go. Sound effects. I've asked for loads of sound effects. And we have the birds there crowing in the distance. Thank you, Tom. (laughs) Uh, And do you know what? I'm delighted to say, especially as one of the founding hosts, that Teachers Talk Radio has been a roaring success. It's gained so much momentum. It's gone from strength to strength this year. I knew it would. And it provides the education community, in my opinion, Anyway, with the very best of professional uh, developments, just the click of a button. Guess what? All for free. So if you are not a regular listener, you've just tuned in tonight. Save Teachers Talk Radio to the Podbean favorites and listen throughout the week. Uh, Tilly has just entered the studio. A bit of magic going on all evening tonight. And it's great that you're uh, listening as well, Mal. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got quite a few in live. We could do with a few more, I think. It would be nice to have a few more listeners. Um, but I'd, I, want, I want to just expand on that point, really, and Teachers Talk Radio. So firstly, I would like to pay tribute to everyone um, on Teachers Talk Radio, those who have contributed to it, the superb hosts who host fantastic shows week in, week out, and those who help behind the scenes It couldn't function without those people. Congratulations to you all on such a successful first year. And secondly, I would like to pay tribute to so many of you listening now live, all 16, I think. Uh, And I'm sure many of you work in schools either in this country or indeed internationally. And I want to thank you for keeping your schools going uh, throughout this pandemic. A well deserved round of applause. Congratulations on your astounding efforts throughout another really, really difficult and challenging year. Congratulations to you on the many, many achievements and providing our students with stability. And of course, so importantly, with an education uh, that is so needed. Um, And as someone who hasn't been able to work for most of the year, um, and has really missed being at the chalk face. I have still been able to observe first and second hand uh, how tirelessly you've all worked again this year. So well done to you all. So what have we got coming up this evening? Well, I ha- uh, I hope this show is going to be an absolute Christmas cracker. We can't do without Christmas crackers at Christmas. and I'll tell you more about that uh, later on because... Um, ironic I should speak about Christmas crackers at this point. I'm going to be telling some of my favourite Christmas cracker jokes related to school subjects. I can already hear the tumbleweed going across all living rooms across the globe right now. Um, I will also be asking you what teaching and learning... There you go. There goes the tumbleweed. What teaching and learning New Year's resolutions will you be making for 2022? So listen out for that section and um, think about some of those resolutions. I'm lucky enough to have two fantastic guests this evening. Our very own Tom Rogers will be joining us. It's uh, around about 7 p.m. Give or take a few uh, minutes. (laughs) And a wonderful human being, Mr. David Flood, will be joining us in probably about 10 minutes time. And for those of you who were regular listeners on my Saturday morning shows earlier in the year, you'll probably remember David, uh, at the Big C teacher on Twitter. And he provided Teachers Talk Radio with one of the most memorable moments of the year with the interview that we undertook. It was extremely moving, but also inspirational to hear David talking about his cancer journey and how he balances his teaching commitments and pastoral role, he's ahead of year, with managing his cancer. And I'm delighted that David will be joining us uh, in a few minutes time for a chat to give us an update, of course, and also to join in with the Christmas fun. Uh, so please stay tuned for that. And of course, we want to hear from you. So please phone in if you can uh, and certainly text in. I'd love to read as many texts as possible. That would be fantastic. A number of people liking the show already. Um please tweet Teachers Talk Radio as well. Um, Aziza is liking the show. Uh, M. Witto has joined in. Megan G has entered the live studio. Um, So we've got lots and lots of things to discuss this evening. So let's crack on. Uh, Firstly, I want to discuss an article. Uh, We're going to be a bit serious, first of all. Uh, An article that was published on the TES website on, I think it was the 14th of December about the possibility of staff returning to working from home to combat the spread of Omicron. Um, I would really welcome your thoughts on this. Should we be returning to online learning come January? Or have our students and we as teachers had enough of the constant merry-go-round? Are we in as good a position as possible To sensibly go back to the school buildings and do you know what? Just get on with things in the new year. What do you think? I want to hear your views on this. So please text or call in. I want to hear your opinions. Should we be going back with this increased risk of uh, being infected by the virus? Or um, should we be going to online learning? Should we uh, be braving it and going into school? Um, and I say this because a leading HR director in this article, Rachel Ridgehill, has five management tips if we do end up going back to working from home and online learning. Of course, at the beginning of the pandemic, there was very little guidance that was going on, not just for um, staff members, but for leaders, uh, the management as well. They had so many things to think about. And I'm keen to have your take, basically, on these tips. As a leader in a school, or you are a staff member in a school, uh, please let me know what you think about uh, Rachel Rich Hill's advice to school leaders. Would you add to this list? Would you take away from the list? So do text or call in if you can. I'm going to give you the five tips now. Um, I thought maybe a couple of people had commented already, but perhaps we need to listen to some of the tips now. So the first tip that Rachel Ridgehill Hill um, gives us is number one, Consider how working from home, if you can, applies to your team. So, I guess this is about clear communication, that big C word. Uh, That's obviously essential here, that everything is communicated well to your team. And of course, some staff will have individual needs. Um, Many members of staff have families at home and they have to balance. Um, the needs of their families. They've probably got children um, at home as well that they need to cater for and help with their online learning, as well as looking after their own job. Um, also, there's the view of space as well. Some people don't have a great deal of space um, at home from which to do their work. So that is the first point, considering how working from home, if you can, applies to your team. Number two, you are still responsible for the safety of home workers. Now, this is a really tricky one. So is the environment at home acceptable for home working? But this is where I feel really sympathetic to leaders. How can they be responsible for somebody's safety at home? That's a really interesting point. I'll be very keen to hear some of your points of view on that. Number three, protect your staff's mental well-being at home. And I think this is the most important thing, really, because so many people, probably all of us at some point during this pandemic have been anxious, isolated during the last year and three quarters. So supporting mental health of employees, colleagues, your team is absolutely crucial. How can we reduce the stress? So that's number three about protecting staff's mental well-being at home. Please text in the um, message uh, box at the bottom there and just tell me what you're thinking about some of these points. Point number four, Organise and monitor workloads. Again, this is a really critical point. I think it's time that we debunked this utter myth that online teaching is less burdensome. I've spoken to so many teachers and carrying out online learning myself where actually we sometimes put more pressure on ourselves during online learning to make it as perfect as we can. Um, So that's a really... Um, important points. You know, there are so many new challenges with online learning that people are still, of course, trying to grasp. And the fifth and final point is helping staff maintain a successful work-life balance. And I guess here, leaders need to protect their teams. There should be a clear structure to the day, of course, which is really important and valuable because work does need to end at some point. And colleagues who I've spoken to have said that their day goes on and on and on. And because they're sitting behind their desk, they get just sucked into to this, the amount of marking, planning for the next day, etc. So I think we need to be clear about our expectations. We need to have productive but also happy teams, don't we? Um, Chris Gildroy. Um, A mainstay of the Saturday morning show all those months ago has texted in. Thank you for your contributions, Chris. Let's see what Chris has to say. It would be nice to think that online learning is going to be a part of our future as technology improves. And I think I'm right in saying that Chris, well, in fact, I know this for a fact because I know Chris, um, is uh, head of ICT. And whilst it would be annoying to return to remote learning so soon, we have to remember that if this is the case, It is there to protect people. Online learning is simply a paradigm shift that we need to adjust to. And I don't think you could have hit the nail on the head any better, Chris. You know, online learning is undoubtedly here to stay. Is there anybody who disagrees with Chris's point? Please text in um, about that. And I I think you're right about technology improving. We think we've reached a certain level, a certain peak now with technology, but There are always adjustments to make, aren't there, I guess. Um, So please text in with your views throughout the show. We can talk about this throughout the show about the move back to online learning. Did you enjoy online learning? I know when I was teaching some of my classes, especially the year 11s and sixth form classes um, earlier this calendar year, uh, I really enjoyed challenging myself to teach drama online and to do certain tasks and challenges. And I like to believe that the students also enjoyed some of the tasks that we did. Noreen texts in, one adjustment is to ensure access to all pupils. And it is absolutely scandalous, in my opinion, despite government promise after promise after promise that some students still do not in some areas of the country have access to laptops and to um, the work that others uh, do. And That is something that we really do need to consider. So I'm glad you've made that point, Noreen. It's a point very, very well made. So do please continue texting in with those points of view. Um, We're going to have our guest, David Flood, hopefully call in um, at some point over the next few minutes. Um, So we will wait for for David to call in. As I said, David has a a pretty inspirational story, really. and. on this action-packed show, uh, he was a guest of mine on a Saturday morning show earlier in the year. And my goodness, he has quite a story to tell. And I will always be grateful to have connected with David because we have quite a lot in common. We're both teachers, we both love football, though for his sins, David is a Chelsea fan. Um, and the unfortunate thing is that we, we both have common, um, the fact that we both have, unfortunately, um, stage four bowel cancer. So it's extraordinary when Tom um, asked the hosts if anybody could interview David earlier in the year. Um, And I put my hand up straight away just because of that um, connection. I've just had a text from uh, David, actually, to say it's not letting him call in, which is pretty unfortunate. Um, So what we will do is after we've had the news, we'll try to get David um, on and... and hopefully, we'll be able to conduct the interview because we, we do really need to hear from David today. Um, those who listened earlier in the year, I'm sure, would really appreciate um, hearing an update from David and see how he's doing. Um, and I happen to know that he's got a cu- couple of really exciting things to tell us, especially um, about a uh, fundraising activity that he has done. Um, I'm here, mate. What does that mean? I wonder. Is that producer Tom or is this David who's texting I'm here, mate? It's from the Teachers Talk Radio account. Um, sorry, Tom and Matt. That's coming from Tom Hopkins
0: Burke. Ah, I see. Apologies. Right. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to speak because it's easier. I don't know where David yeah, please. is. Okay. I can't let him in because he hasn't uh, called in yet. Um, but why not I think he's trying to, Tom. I think he's trying to. Right. Where is he? Where is he then? I'm looking at my screen right now. I'm ready.
2: And Tanya, and Tanya is right. Please try and get David on. He is inspirational. He is totally and utterly inspirational. Tom, what I think we'll do is I think we'll go to the news. Do you agree?
0: I do. I concur.
2: I will. I will try and get David connected. So yeah. um, in the meantime, we're going to play the news halfway through David's interview, actually. But extra special surprise now... Um, <laughs> that we are going, we're going to go to the news. And the news this evening at the start of Christmas week is read by Gail Glenn.
3: Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources, specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org.
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
4: In Scotland, the SSTA Union is calling for a delayed opening for schools after the Christmas holidays because of the Omicron variant. Seamus Searson, General Secretary of the Scottish Secondary Teachers Association, said If the numbers keep going up, and it looks like that is going to be the case for some time to come, then we are not going to be in a fit state to reopen schools as normal in January. We're already hearing of schools that are not fully staffed, and parents are keeping their kids off to ensure they don't catch COVID in the run-up to Christmas. The idea that we need to keep schools open at all costs just doesn't add up. Delaying the start of the new term would give teachers more time to prepare for mitigation measures. A Scottish Government spokesman said, the Scottish Government is not considering school closures. As the First Minister has made clear, protecting the education of children and young people remains a top priority. In England, a teaching union has warned of a perfect storm of Omicron related absences, following Nadeem Sahawi's letter to school leaders urging them to encourage ex teachers back to the classroom. General Secretary of the NASUWT Dr Patrick Roach said, Far more action is needed to improve the current market for supply teachers, which is nothing short of a national scandal. The government must address the delays with the DBS clearances and meet the costs of DBS certification. So those teachers who do return to the profession are not left paying the bill. Dr Roach said that without guarantees from the government on teachers pay and working conditions, the teaching supply crisis will continue for some time to come. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glain.
1: This is Two Minute
5: Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. This week we're going to look at one of the simplest, freely available yet least used browser technologies, the View. Chrome versus Edge, let the battle commence. On screen one, I have Microsoft Edge, weighing in at the cost of zero pounds. On screen two, I have Google Chrome, also weighing in at the cost of zero pounds. Round one, opening Reader View. On the Edge browser, the Immersive Reader feature is built in and can be activated by a button on the address bar, by typing read, followed by a colon in front of a URL, and also, you can simply press F9. Before you can open Reader View in Chrome, you have to install it as an extension. It's free and not difficult. Once installed, you'll find it in extensions located to the right of the address bar. One point to Immersive Reader. Round two, features. Both come out fighting with the read aloud feature that allows the user to adjust the read speed, skip forward and back, and change the voice that is reading. They both also highlight the word being read. Chrome Reader has a volume control, which is a nice touch if not using headphones. One point, Chrome Reader. Round three, readability. A big feature for reader views is the ability to change the formatting to suit the user. Both allow easy changing of font size, font and text width on the screen, but they differ in background colour features. Here is where Immersive Reader offers quite a bit more. Chrome Reader offers 8 background slash contrast colours, 4 light and 4 dark. Immersive Reader provides 23 background options, green, pink, yellow and blue included, allowing pupils with visual needs to find a comfortable colour. One point, Immersive Reader. Round four, editing. Chrome Reader features a design mode. This allows you to highlight text and make changes. Quite useful if wanting to pick out key points to return to. Immersive Reader does not have this feature. One Point Chrome Reader. Round 5. Extra Features. Immersive Reader has a grammar feature allowing words to be split into syllables. You can highlight nouns, verbs, adjectives and adverbs by flicking switches. This feature is not offered on Chrome Reader. One Point Immersive Reader. Immersive Reader also offers reading preferences. Featuring line focus of five, three or one line blocking out the rest of the page. There's a picture dictionary, allowing some words to change the pointer to a magic wand that reveals a picture depicting it. Also, there's a translation feature, allowing partial or full translation of a page into 88 different languages at the click of a button. Chrome Reader does not offer these features, however, other free products, such as Google Translate, could be used. Immersive Reader takes the point, because you don't need to leave the page. Final score! Winning with 4 points to 2 after a blistering final round is Microsoft Immersive Reader, but let's face it, most people don't know these things exist. If you were one of them, please do something about it. See if these features are installed in your school and if not, request they are. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2021 Twitter feed.
1: Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live.
2: Welcome back to this one-off Christmas special show on Teachers Talk Radio with me, Matt Williams. And we still have so much to come on this wonderful evening. We are speaking to the heroic David Flood. We'll be inviting Tom Rogers to talk to us, discussing a host of Christmas-related things and listening to your views, of course. It's a Christmas special on Teachers Talk Radio, and we are live!
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at TTRadio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TTRadio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. So we had
2: a wonderful long introduction. Uh, Please give a big round of applause and welcome to our first guest, Mr David Flood, everybody.
6: Hello, Matt. Hi. How are you doing? David, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you Ah, hear me? at last. Fantastic. Yeah, no, it's... I I told you something would go wrong with technology, didn't I?
2: Not to worry at all. We just built up the anticipation (laughs) for your arrival. Um, I was just hoping that the applause would come a little bit sooner from Mr. Rogers, our producer. Um, So, welcome, David. How are you today?
6: Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. Happy to be off on holidays. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad at all. I'm just
2: really, really grateful that you could join us um, again because it was just so great to talk to you earlier in the year and you know get to know you and connect. So please remind our listeners. I gave, gave you a brief introduction earlier on um, about your cancer journey. And for example, when were you diagnosed? What impact has it had on well on your life and your career really?
6: And um, yes, I was diagnosed thirtieth uh, of January uh two years ago coming out towards two years ago at uh, the age of 29 which is obviously pretty shockingly kind of young for bowel cancer wow, when the average age is used... yeah well over kind of 50s and um, it's obviously had a huge effect on both my career and then obviously my life uh as you you'll be aware it's completely overwhelming isn't it um yeah. I, I took an of six months off from school to begin chemotherapy i had this horrible idea of what chemotherapy was, of being bedridden and losing hair and being sick every day. And and, and that wasn't actually my experience. I was incredibly lucky with some of my side effects from chemotherapy and that I managed to realize that I could come back to school. So September 2020, it would have been, I uh, came back as a full head of year, as a full teacher. Um, and then I've been going relatively consistently kind of ever since through various shielding, through lockdowns through online learning. It's been quite a couple of years. Um, And what was
2: that first day back after after the six months off? What was that like? You know, did you feel the warmth and the support from everybody? Because I guess everybody knew what was going on in your life, you know, the most traumatic thing that anybody could go through. What was that first day like?
6: Well, so that was uh, in September. So when all the students came back, Mm. my year group were uh, just starting in year 10. And it was I mean, I've been looking forward to it for months and months, obviously, but it was absolutely terrifying. And even just seeing sort of the students again, and they had the experience of coming into bubbles for the first time, of being in masks, so it was a it was a scary experience for them as well. Yeah, um, and I think there was kind of a mutual, but for different reasons, a, a mutual kind of fear. But being able to stand up in front of all of them again was was just an absolutely fantastic feeling, and one of you know, like oh. I'm back, I can still do this. And that, that was yeah. a really, a, a very, very strong kind of memories and emotions actually of, of pretty much all of that day. It was a fantastic feeling.
2: And I guess the emotions must have been so mixed because we were still very scared of the, the spread of the virus after the August eat out to help out. Cases started <laughs> to surge again, You know, naturally with everybody going back to school and universities and colleges. Um, so there must have been that fear as well, I guess.
6: Yeah, there was the concern. I mean, our students have been so, and, and colleagues have been so wonderful about it. So, you know, our, whenever we've asked them to our mask uptake in corridors or in classrooms, it's been on the whole pretty fantastic as much as you can ask oh, from, from, you know, teenagers at least. Um, and so I've always felt pretty kind of safe and secure in school. But my main kind of emotion was, you know, I don't want this to stop. You know, I, I don't want something hmm. like... Uh, a pandemic, what a remarkable thing to say! I don't want something like a pandemic to be able to stop doing what what I love. So th- there's always been the balance, and there's always been the well. Hopefully, nothing will go wrong, but it, it's all gone pretty well so far. Ah, oh, brilliant! And if possible, please update us, Dave. You know, we we
2: last spoke, I think it was in March of this year. What is the latest since we last spoke with you with your um, condition?
6: Um, yes, yeah, so I've been still ongoing with chemotherapy, yeah. which has been, um, you know, good. And again, I've been very lucky with the side effects. Um, when you are on sometimes treatment, you're offered things uh, called like clinical trials, whereby you uh, it's kind of an early stage drug. Or I was offered one in immunotherapy, um, which I took, and unfortunately that didn't work. Um, but, you know, it's always worth a go. These things are always worth a punt. So I'm back on chemotherapy now um, over Christmas, which I'm hopeful will do do good things for me uh, next year. Yeah. So currently still on chemotherapy, um, but still able to come in and, and do my job, which is fantastic. Well, we are
2: absolutely 100% square behind you in your efforts to defeat this, this awful, cruel disease. And as you said, yeah. you know, Getting diagnosed in your was it 29 you were diagnosed? Yes, yeah,
6: you, yeah. Said.
2: you know, really, really young. I was diagnosed at stage three originally um, at 37. And, um, you know, the doctor said to me at that time, you know, you're very young to have bowel cancer. But of course, as you all know, with Bowel Cancer UK, there's the Never Too Young um, uh, project, which tells people that you are never too young, really, to have. Bowel cancer. And, you know, if you are concerned by some symptoms, you must go to the doctor and get it checked out and, you know, be determined. You sometimes know your own body, don't you, Dave?
6: Yeah, sorry, just break up there. Can you say that again?
2: Yeah, I was just saying you sometimes know your own body. And if you think something yeah. is wrong and you're told by the doctors that... um You know, it's it's not cancer, or you know, there's nothing wrong with you. If you know your own body, you do persevere um, and um, and make sure you get down to the bottom of it.
6: Yeah, exactly. And and I, you know, I initially went to the doctor uh, about eighteen months before I was finally diagnosed, Um, and it it was all about just. I wish, obviously, with hindsight, I'd been far more persistent than I did. But it's about getting over Mm. the kind of the initial embarrassment, especially with something like bowel cancer um it's the initial embarrassment of going and seeing the doctor and actually it's saying like no no i'm I'm not going to risk it you know i i want to go and i i I want to have people find out what's wrong with me Um, and and that's my my kind of biggest push is if you're not sure just just go to the doctor because it's just not worth it otherwise i'm going to link now the cancer with um with
2: school and what you've been doing in school, because I've heard about your fantastic fundraising efforts in aid of Macmillan. Um, and I believe your students were the driving force behind this. So tell us more all about that, please, Dave.
6: Yeah. So this was actually an idea that has been a very long time in the making and then was uh, postponed a little bit by um, coronavirus. So we I wanted to do something to help a charity that's done a lot for me amongst a lot of other charities, but um, Macmillan Cancer Support is just a, a, a brilliant charity, you know. They support so many people in so many ways, not just those who suffer from cancer, but their friends. And I know that some of my friends have, have reached out to them as well, and family as well. So I wanted yeah. to do something that was going to involve both raising money for them, but also trying to engage, engage um, the girls at the school. I, I work in an all-girls school, uh, with you know, with something I was quite passionate about, which was sport. So the natural kind of conclusion was, well, let's try and do and organise a like a five k run. Mm-hmm. So, we were initially going to do this in the summer, and it was going to be a big sort of like summer fete as well. And everybody, to be honest, it, I was kind of hoping it would be a yay, yeah, we beat Corona kind of big party. Um, but unfortunately, it got postponed because of Corona initially. Uh, oh. Yeah, oh, the irony was real. Um, but we then did it at the start of uh, this term. So, we did it on the 2nd of October. And we had uh, about 300 students that all signed up and they all went and they got sponsored. Um, And we had some uh, sort of like a fate and a fair on the day. And we had loads of uh, families come down. We had our local MP come down to start off the race. Um, The outpouring of support from colleagues was absolutely incredible. So many of them were so willing to get involved um, and then through the fundraising, and then on the day, we actually ended up smashing our target, and we ended up raising £15,000 for Wow,
2: 15000 What was your original target?
6: Well, my very kind of secret private goal with myself and one of my uncle, Paul from Macmillan, uh, was to raise um, about 10000 And I, I always thought that was going to be optimistic. And then it was just – we actually clicked over 10000 on the day. Uh-oh. Um of the uh, uh, on the day, of... no, not quite the sound effect <laughs> I was uh, expecting. There, no, I thought fifteen thousand was quite good. But okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, <and> the... <laughs> okay, that's better.
2: Some laughter. I assume we'll have some applause. <laughs> I think.
6: Um, so, so we ticked over, yeah, ten thousand pounds on the day, and then the money just kind of kept on rolling wow. in, um, and it was just absolutely mind blowing. But it, this was, you know, this was the work of the students. And we had a fantastic organizing committee of 11, uh, now currently year 11, girls who were doing it and and who were helping out. And they did so much of the organizing. And again, like I said, my colleagues were incredible. Um, And it was just, yeah, it was like really humbling um, to just know that there was, yeah, there was that support. Um, And we had a teacher who who shaved their hair off as well. And they raised a thousand pounds in the space of a week for doing that. Uh, oh
2: my goodness that's incredible
6: yeah I, I mean just when he came and told me uh I, I was to be honest my first reaction was okay come back and tell me that when sober um and <laughs> and, and, and and then he did <laughs> and then <laughs> you know and then he did it and you know that was like i said thousand pounds in a week was absolutely incredible um and yeah the whole thing like i said was 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 really quite humbling and and the way the entire school and all of the staff got behind it as well
2: Right, we really need an applause sound effect here at this moment in time. So please, let's have the applause. And some cheering. Wonderful. (laughs) And I'll just, uh, yeah, there's the applause. I'm just going to uh, and some more cheering. Uh, Read some of the messages that are coming through. Um, Tanya, uh, I guess you know Tanya, Dave.
6: Um, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, huge privilege
2: meeting David's family and loved ones at the TK5K Charity Day. Uh, Seema is saying, wow, that's amazing. And it is amazing. And, you know, the word inspirational is very much overused in today's society. But my goodness, you and your students really are inspirational. It's an incredible story. Um And Tanya has added, I hope that they realise how much he means to the school community. And I feel that, I felt that when you were last on the show, um, you really do mean an awful lot to that school community. So that's absolutely brilliant. Keep the comments coming in, please. Um, Yeah, I'm in awe of that, raising so much money for such a worthy cause. And I can back you up there. Macmillan is just the most fantastic, one of the most fantastic charities. Um, And we're, we're, we're better for those Sorts of charities. So, um, yeah, in the show today, Dave, we're a little bit later. We're going to be talking about our teaching New Year's resolutions. So, big question: Are you making any for next year?
6: It depends on COVID, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> Everything depends on COVID.
6: <laughs> no, my, my my main honest, um, you know, resolution is to you know keep going until uh, the summer and do my best that I can for yep. the students you know I, I, being head of year 11 it, it's been so i've been so uh that I'm saying the word so a lot aren't i they've been so badly affected by covid and um, yes. you know i truly believe that they are the the year group that has suffered most in terms of their learning um in terms of their ability to access learning and and what their gc's might look at so my kind of resolution is definitely going to be to try and support them as much as i possibly can as a As ahead of year and whether we will have GCSEs or whether we won't, but whatever the outcomes, um, yeah, whatever the outcomes are. But as a more kind of general resolution, it's just going to be as I've done, hopefully over the last kind of two years, just try and enjoy like every single like lesson when it happens.
2: Yeah, absolutely, enjoy every moment. And I think you're right about the the current year 11s. You know, I think they've suffered. with regards to their personal developments, their social developments, their educational developments. So you you must have a really tough job as head of year this year.
6: Yeah, it's been challenging. Um, In, in terms of the, you know, we, they've just had their mocks and uh, thankfully they've been absolutely fantastic going through their mocks. But the I found, I think during lockdown, they were so used to literally rolling over in beds, turning on a laptop or turning on their phone and then having immediately uh, a teacher kind of there or a voice being there and say, right, this is what work you are doing. And mm-hmm. I'm not for a second going to suggest that at that point they turn around again and go back to sleep. Obviously, not. none of my students would ever do that. However, <sighs> I think that perhaps they became so used to, um, and I have told this to the students, to their faces, by the way. So, you know, this isn't a, a big secret, you know. I think they've become Indeed. so used to actually just having things given to them and saying this is the information there you go and so yes. now actually when they're in a classroom there's been a bit of a struggle sometimes of them pushing themselves maybe to go and and find the information themselves or to really engage kind of some of the higher levels of thinking because they've been so used to lying in bed and receiving that information and i think that would be the same with adults as well
2: Absolutely. I I think that story is replicated across the country. I'm just going to read a couple of texts that are coming in, Dave. Tilly has a message to say, thank you for sharing your story, David. You're both amazing. What a lovely thing to say, Tilly. Thank you for that. Um, Tanya, my resolution to not use the phrase deep dive (laughs) and to focus on our students' well-being and love of being at school. And that's what I've noticed is that students really do miss school, you know, in so, so many different meanings of the, that particular phrase. But um, when they came back into the physical building, you know, they, they did admit that they really did miss school. Um, it's such a big part of everybody's life, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, keep those resolutions coming in. I want some more resolutions later on. Um, and David, obviously 2021, yet again for you, has been another difficult, challenging year, I guess. Um, but what have been your teacher magic moments from 2021? I suppose the biggest and the best was the fundraising where you managed to raise fifteen thousand pounds for Macmillan. But any other golden nuggets that you can identify this year?
6: Um, I think certainly Macmillan was the you know the number one, and the, the planning obviously that went into that and, and for it to be a success uh, was brilliant. Um, I think though one of the, in a almost kind of like quite twisted way, one of my favorite moments was actually when my flatmate ended up uh, testing positive for COVID and I had to isolate for 10 days, but right at the very end of like the summer term. Um, and so that meant I was going to miss like my last sports day with uh, my year group. And you oh. can imagine, you know, for me, what with like my diagnosis and everything, that was pretty, awful to yeah you know to have to kind of to to comprehend that is because sports day is above and beyond pretty much my favorite day of the whole year um and actually what blew my mind was that morning i started getting texts from my colleagues just being like are you up and about and i'm like yeah yeah yeah, and they said okay cool so we've got the laptops and like we've got the phones ready um and my my normal role at uh, at sports day is to be like the dj and do ah, the I see. Wonderful. And just play music that I like for the entire day, and then get complaints <laughs> from the students. So it's again—that's one of the reasons why it's my favourite day. I and, love it. <laughs> and and actually, my colleagues had completely set everything up so I could do that role from home. So they oh, had me. Oh, amazing! And it, it blew my mind. They had me on Teams. They had me on the phone. They were saying, "Right, David, can you do the announcement? Can we get the hundred metre runners down to the you know start line?" And then they're like, right, we're putting the phone up to the microphone, and um, and then when I came back a couple of days later, students were like, you were there, but we didn't actually see you. Like, where were you? Mm. And I said, oh, I did all of it from home, and for wow. me, that was the like again the, I didn't ask my colleagues to do any of that. They they just did it. And um, I don't know, well, actually, Tanya, who's obviously like, listening, she films an entire tug of war for about 30 minutes for me, um, <laughs> just live streaming it off her phone. It must have absolutely destroyed her battery uh, and all of her data and everything, but just so that I could actually like, you know, be there and be involved. And I was honestly so humbled um, by that experience. So my colleagues have been brilliant. And then again, continuously, um, just students, as with every teacher, you know, up, up and down the country, have always just provided yep. with – Good learning and also entertainment, um, you know, throughout. And they've they've worked so hard. Uh, what you said earlier about they do have like kind of a, a hopefully a genuine love of school, um, and that I think has kind of come across when they were released from bubbles. They were so happy, um, and then actually kind of realised they did quite like bubbles because they didn't have to interact with other year groups. Um, but yeah, I, I just think there's been it's been an incredibly challenging year for me, and it, it has been really hard. But I, I still try and remember all of the. The, the positive moments from the students, 100% the colleagues, obviously Macmillan. Um, and when I look back, I can put enough together to say that actually it, it was a very successful year, even if I don't want to necessarily repeat it again.
2: Well, it sounds as though to me and to all of our listeners, I'm sure, that the staff and students have a genuine love for you as well because you know to do that, to go out of their way and make you um, – you know, to still compare that, um, that sports day is absolutely extraordinary, brilliant efforts from them um, and to support you as well. So that just illustrates, I think, how admired you are by the school community, which is just fantastic to hear. Um, we've been discussing at the beginning of the show the Omicron variant and the increase in case numbers. I don't know what it's like in your neck of the woods at the moment, but I suspect the Omicron cases are going up day by day. Yes, rampant, I yeah, think the phrase. rampant. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not quite hit semi-rural North Wales yet, but I know it's coming. Um, and it's looking increasingly likely, isn't it, that we might have to go to online learning again in the near
6: future? Have
2: you got any tips, uh, David, for our listeners about how to manage online
6: learning? Um, I've done a lot of it uh, with shielding, obviously, <laughs> and then yeah. uh, sort of taking the time off as well. Um, I I think what I'm going to be really really focusing on is. Short and sharp teacher interactions, because mm. just sometimes listening to, or if uh, sitting in kind of a cover lesson, and then somebody's um, online doing it from home, it, it's very easy for us as teachers, isn't it, to to talk. We like doing it. That's that's one yes. of the things that we do. And actually, for us, three or four minutes worth of conversation might be fascinating for us, as you know. I explained the Spanish Armada. However, for a student who might have had that four or five times already it becomes very hard for them to concentrate so my my aim is going to be to try and just absolutely as short as sharp as possible i'm still trying to re-familiarize myself a bit with technology but i'm thinking then little kind of breakout rooms if people want to know a bit more information about things but otherwise just kind of have a task that i can then make sure that i I can check at the end and that they've actually done the work and that they haven't just rolled over and, and gone back to sleep no matter how tempting that may be for them And so, yeah, I would say my advice would be teacher talk to um, an absolute minimum, unless you're on the radio, uh, in which case teacher talk is fantastic. (laughs) Absolutely. Teacher talk radio, indeed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Some good tips there, I think. And if anybody else has got any tips, please add them into the text box and text them through. Now, I said that I may ask you about this. Oh, there you go. It's pinging. The messages will be flooding in now. Um, So I I might ask you this, Dave, Um, and I can't resist. Have you got any Christmas cracker jokes?
6: I've been under so much pressure all day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm pleased that I asked you (laughs) that. And in no way have I Googled these. These are fine. (laughs) Of course Uh, not. (laughs) uh, What do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? Frostbite. I don't
2: know. What do you get when you cross a snowman with a... Brilliant. That's,
6: have we got I mean, a sound not, effect for a, that? It's terrible.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's brilliant compared to the ones that I'm going to be telling in a few minutes, I can assure you. People will be switching off in their droves. Um, <laughs> Dave, it has been my absolute pleasure to have you on our Christmas special show Um I've been so privileged to have met you this year. Uh, Good luck with everything. We're right behind you. And thank you again for your wisdom, your generous spirits that you've given uh, Teachers Talk Radio this year. We really, really appreciate it. A big hand for Mr. David Flood, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. There's your round of applause. And, Dave, we're going to keep in touch, so I look forward to... um, Hearing all about your progress. And thanks, yes, to, thanks again for calling in and joining us on Teachers Talk Radio. And you have a most Merry Christmas and an even better New Year. We really Thank wish you, you all the best. Take
6: lovely. care. And lovely to hear you back on the radio as well.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Dave. A big thanks to David. What an incredible person um, Dave is. And as I said before, during that interview, the word inspirational is really is overused, a bit like legend. Legend is overused as well, isn't it? But, you know, to be suffering so much um, with... Oh, my goodness, I think we've got a caller in. But, yeah, for David to be suffering so much and to raise so much money and to inspire students is just absolutely fantastic. Now we we have a wonderful surprise here. My esteemed ex-colleague, Kate Rochelle, is in the building, everybody, a very famous guest from show's gone by. Good evening,
7: Kate. Do not give me that, Williams. Do not give me that at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How brilliant to hear from
2: you. How the devil are you in the US of A?
7: Can I just say, um, I've not heard the, we are live yet. Can, can, you, can you give <laughs> oh, me a...
2: I've said it many times already, but we are oh, live. Man.
7: Yes, love it.
1: Ah! This oh, Teachers Talk Radio, here it is. and you here are here listening is. live.
7: Love it! There you go. That's my day. Well, mate.
2: good evening, everybody. Uh, and <laughs> this is a special Teachers Talk Radio production. And I am making this announcement especially for Kate Rochelle, who's joining us all the way from Houston in Texas. And I could say so many things about that, but I won't. It's great to have her on. We've got so many things coming up. This is Teachers Talk Radio. This is a Christmas special, and we are live.
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org. Or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Oh, right on cue, Mr Producer. It's the first
2: thing he's got right all night, by the way. Um, this is Miss <laughs> Saeed. Oh, I'll get punished for that later on. I was going to say, Miss Miss Saeed has <laughs> <laughs> said, call me crazy, but I think this show might be live. Indeed, you're right, Miss Said.
7: <laughs> it's lies. It's um, lies. It's pre-recorded.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. We have a joke from Kerry. See... You must have some Christmas cracker jokes under your Steve uh, Kate. but Kerry has texted in Santa. Hello, little wa- hello, little one. What would you like for Christmas, child? I'd like a unicorn or Everton to win the league, Santa. What colour unicorn do you want? Oh, brilliant! As a Liverpool fan, that has made my day. And I don't know if Kerry knows if it's my friend Kerry. Um, it will be. It will be Kerry Evans. Uh, but Tom Rogers, of course, is an Everton fan. So he will be crying into his cup of tea. That's why Ma, he hasn't done I a sound just, effect for that joke. Ma, oh, here we I, go.
0: Can I just correct you on something there? Because you said, you said what Kerry got under his Steve. And I thought that was a little bit.
6: <laughs> what?
0: And that's what you said. <laughs> under his sleeve. <laughs> no, you said under his Steve. Who is Steve? Hang on.
7: Are we, uh, are we past watershed in the UK yet? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
7: what time is it in Houston. Uh, we're just coming up to uh, one o'clock in the afternoon, so
2: the Do you
7: sun know what? is shining. I,
2: I said to Tom, this could be carnage this evening, because I really don't know what I'm doing <laughs> anymore. And broadcasting from a mobile phone is semi-rural. And that matters even more carnage-like. We have Kate Rochelle on. <laughs>
7: I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like this, this was the point in it. It was like our oh, surprise, and I managed to get my driving license stuff done. So I was like, "Oh, I'll just rock up, see what's happening," and here I am. Oh, well, it's wonderful
2: to hear you. So, how's everything going in Houston?
7: <sighs> yeah, it's, it's it's been a bit of a whirlwind. I'm not going to lie, but uh, yeah, that I started the term in the UK, then went to South Korea to get a visa, and then arrived in Houston. So it's just yeah, being a bit manic, but it's it's good. Finally, you know, glad to be here and uh, get back into a classroom. So yeah, it's all good. And, and t-
2: tell our listeners how many countries did you go to in order to obtain your visa? Because it was quite a process. <laughs> wasn't
7: it? Uh, yeah. So once the UK went into lockdown, the US embassy down in London, more or less, shut its doors. So then I ended up going to Poland to try and get one and then that didn't work out. So I came back to the UK and <laughs> then <laughs> chilled there for a bit and then ended up going to South Korea, which then worked, and then flew straight into Houston. So that was a pretty crazy well, it was about a month. But yeah. Happy time. Did you have to did you have to isolate in South Korea? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yes, I did. So basically, yeah, landed in South Korea and you had to isolate for two weeks. But they'd said they'd said this is not even teach talk now, but they'd said, um, you're not allowed to take like any alcohol in or anything like that. But I ended up flying um first class KLM because I was like, No, Ooh. I'm I'm I know. I know. So then what do KLM give you? They give you those little houses um that have got like a spirit in it which is bowls, which is from Amsterdam so then I ended up sneaking that in and so when my ah. meal got delivered I had a bit of cocktail hour with a mango juice box it's brilliant brilliant it was wonderful got me yep
3: yeah. so that
7: two-week quarantine was interesting and then yeah I had to flip my body clock so I was working from half 11 at night till half past six in the morning because that was the time that it wow. was in Houston so that was good times but yeah all good now that I'm here
2: Good, you fully adjusted and everything is going grandly.
7: Yeah, getting there, getting there. But, yeah. Anyway, congrats Ella... to you, by the way, with your um, whole walking thing.
2: Oh, oh, thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Maybe maybe I'll get time to talk about that a bit later. I'm just reading a couple of texts here. Thank you, Kate. Um, Ella said, I like it when we insult Roger. Uh, that I presume that's Tom <laughs> Rogers who <laughs> intervened a few seconds ago with a very strange ad-lib moments. Um, As Tom HB History says, he could pull the plug on the show. Well, I'm surprised he hasn't already. It's a family show. Miss Saeeda said, ooh, uh, this show is taking an interesting turn. I knew it would as soon as you came on, Kate. (laughs) Genevieve (laughs) has entered the live studio. Oh, lovely to have you back on the airwaves. Thank you, Genevieve. Lovely to hear from you as well. More people entering the studio. Roger that. (laughs) Hello there. Hiya, boys. Um, I can't condone insults on Tom Rogers. He sent me a coveted TTR mug. I also had a mug earlier in the air. It's a precious commodity that I, I hold precious to me every single day. Did you have one, Kate, as a guest I, earlier? No, in the year? I, I
7: don't have a mug. This is upsetting. <laughs> Does this mean I am a mug? <laughs> <laughs> O'Malley said, Graham Collins sent you that. Brilliant.
2: Our voiceover specialist, friend who has his show on a Sunday. Um... Ooh, sorry, Graham, Miss Saeed puts Wonderful. So, yeah, how different is teaching in the US of A from teaching in Abu Dhabi then, and indeed the UK? Um,
7: I mean, it's the same company, so it's very similar in some respects, but um, yeah, it's it's been a challenge because obviously I started work at this school in Houston in the UK, so I was virtual for, what, 18 months? And then it's just been weird being back in a classroom it took me ages to just get used to it in terms of energy levels when you've not been in a classroom for 18 months and you know what it's like within performing arts you you hit the ground running (laughs) especially in the lead up to christmas um the the silly season as i like to call it but yeah it's 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 been Mm. great so far it's just been great getting back in and being able to work with the kids and things like that so yeah all good
2: Right, stay on the line, Kate, because hopefully we're going to have some sound effects as well. But I've dug out my favourite Christmas cracker jokes related to school subjects. And I want to hear everybody's favourites too. So if you can send in your favourite Christmas cracker jokes, please. Please text or even call it live like Kate has done all the way from America. And I want producer Tom, Tom, are you listening? I want you to make sound effects for every joke told here to add to the atmosphere. (laughs) Oh. I honestly thought that was you, Kate.
7: That's not me. The sound was akin to you. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. It, it does sound a bit like my laugh there.
2: Oh, some crazy jokes going here on the uh, on the text feed. Um, Christmas joke. What? This is from Miss Saeed. Christmas joke. What is Santa's favourite motorbike? Holly Davidson. Brumch. <laughs> <laughs> that was me, right? Oh, there we go. Ah, wonderful. Willem Corns has entered the live studio. Good, good evening, Willem. Oh, crikey, it's very, very late there in Hong Kong. Um, right. Tilly has actually stolen one of mine for later. Uh, what carol is heard in the desert?
5: Oh, canny, faithful.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh wonderful! Why did Santa, Why did Santa's helper see the doctor? Because he had low alpha esteem. Oh, like that. <laughs> yeah, oh Matthew. gosh, these are coming in. These Matthew, are coming in.
7: Thick and What fast. happens? On, what happens if you eat Christmas decorations?
2: I don't know. You get
7: you get tinselitis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. I'm here all week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for one night only. I can assure you the way this is going.
7: One night
2: only. Um, One night only. Come on, get your your old Joanna out. Right, here's uh, Dorian. It's from the wise men. Sorry, you were out when we called. Your packages can be collected from our Bethlehem sorting office. Oh, what did the ocean say to Santa? Nothing, it just waved. <laughs> That's a good one, I like that. I like
7: that one, I like that one. That is very so, good.
2: Jokes that only math teachers may find funny. I'm going to rattle through these. What happened to the Christmas tree in the math classroom? It grew square roots. <laughs> Why didn't two fours want any Christmas dinner? Because they already ate. <laughs>
7: Oh no, I'm getting a bit fed up with this sound effect. I'm finding the sound effect funnier than the jokes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is repetitive. Right, I'm
2: going, to tell, I'm going to tell one because anybody who knows Kate will know that she's a fantastic... Oh, are we being cut off? Oh. <laughs> Shipping forecast. <laughs> this is the BBC Radio 4. And... Um, this is a music one especially for you, Kate. Okay. What is the What is the best Christmas present in the world for a music teacher? Well of course it's a broken drum. You just can't beat it.
7: Oh, oh.
3: <laughs>
2: Oh, this is a good one again from Miss Saeed. Great contributor this evening. What's the difference? Between... This is the final one now. What is the difference between a knight and Santa Claus? One slays a dragon; the other drags a sleigh. Well, that's quite <laughs> profound, isn't it? That's a bit, that's a bit deep. That is a bit deep. It's a bit deep, huh? right? <laughs> Kate, have you have you got any magic moments from twenty twenty one? Any golden standout <laughs> moments in teaching? Now, this is where it could get really interesting.
7: <laughs> um, <laughs> considering that I've been virtual for, like, the majority of it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't necessarily say magic moment, but the, the, the magical moment was when I managed to get to Houston and I'm wandering down the corridors and kids are like, oh, my, you're not actually a robot. You're actually real, <laughs> which was which was nice. So, yeah, I'd say that magic moment there. You get. Getting- <laughs>
2: Tom,
5: <laughs> I demand control of this production. He's oh, doing man. it to
2: wind me up now.
7: It's because he knows just, how much you love that sound effect.
2: Well, just to let you know, Kate, you probably didn't hear it at the top of the show, but um, Tom is control controlling everything. He's producing the show tonight. Oh, has ah. said, "Who is never hungry at Christmas? The turkey. He's always stuffed." What, um, <laughs> Miss Chris? I go back. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. What do you call an elf wearing earmuffs? Whatever you want, he can't hear you. That's from the wonderful Chris Gildroy. Um The sound effect is killing me as well, Genevieve. Please, no more
1: of the it this is This is oh. Talk Radio. <laughs> he's finishing the show
2: live.
1: <laughs>
2: I just knew it'd be carnage. It always I sounds like who Mayhem. wants to be a
7: millionaire this little bit, doesn't it? Get on it? with Makes it your thing,
0: Matt. Get on with it. We need to know we're live again. Get on with it. <laughs> we are live.
2: And it's crazy. And Rogers is indeed out of control. <laughs>
0: not, not
1: yet.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. And we are live.
1: <laughs> this is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening Live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation download the podcast app <coughs> and search Teachers Talk Radio follow the hashtag <laughs> ttradio tune in talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio <laughs> This is Thomas a- Rogers <laughs>
2: Do you know what? I was hoping to do a couple of one-off specials in 2022. The other hosts are going to think I'm absolutely cra- crazy because of this production. <laughs> I may not be invited back.
6: But... I like oh, it. Tom, it's good.
2: Tom Hopkinsburg is even asking for an encore. No chance. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um... Oh, right, it, Kate. Yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant to chat to you. Have you got oh, anything else a you want to ask or to say? No, not
7: really. I just thought I'd come <laughs> on and uh, and and sit and chat for a bit. But I'm going to go and do my uh, weekly shop now. I think that's the next task. At Walmart for today. Yeah, actually, Walmart. I'm going to yeah. go to Walmart.
2: Brilliant. Well, enjoy. Listen, have the fa- most fantastic Christmas. I know you won't be spending it with family back here in the UK, but have a wonderful Christmas. I have a will great do. Year. And we'll yep. be in touch.
7: <laughs> will do. All right, just for Christmas, you, a last sound effect. Take
2: care. <laughs> Have a lovely Christmas. Bye. Take care. Merry Christmas, Kate. Oh, that was that was a lovely surprise. Um, but for the constant interruptions from our esteemed producer, thank you for that. Uh, Miss Aida said, I'm certain of two things now. This show is live and that sound effect will haunt me into my retirement. Absolutely. I completely agree. With both of those points, this is definitely live, and the sound effect is already haunting me. Um, okay, so two other questions that, if we get time to, that I want you to answer over the next um, next several minutes. So please text in your answers uh, before um, I introduce Tom Rogers, if he can behave himself. Um, what are your teaching? New Year's resolutions. That's the first question. And the second one is we've been talking about magic moments from 2021. There's a number of people listening to this show live. So what are your golden standout moments from this year? I would love to hear some of those. And as you think about those two questions, I want to share something quite, gosh, we're going from one extreme to the other here. It's quite a serious moment, but I want to share something quite personal with you. It's um extremely cheesy, but Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without a a bit of cheese. Uh, This time last year, I wrote a poem intended to be performed in classes by my students. However, this turned out to be something that we decided to make into a video, actually, posted to the school's social media pages and performed by both staff from across the whole school and students. And I just feel as though this message is still powerful this year and as powerful as it was Uh, this time last year. So I decided to edit it and I want to share it with you this evening. This is called, get the music ready Tom. This is called, A Poem of Hope for the Season. The last two years, years like no others. Emotions have been extreme. Fear and anger and sadness and grief. Has it all been a terrible dream? We started the decade with hearts full of hope, beginning the 20s with zest. But then came the virus, its inevitable spread, and history dictates the rest. Some have been ill, and some have been weak. We've lost loved ones on this long winding path. These punishing years have taken their toll. We stayed home to escape COVID's wrath. People have been angry. Families torn. The public has had different views. Don't wear a mask. Please wear a mask. Some who comply and some who refuse. But we clapped for our heroes each Thursday night. And applause peeled out high. It was divine. How can we ever thank them enough for putting their lives on the line? And for us all in the teaching community, we've heard of each challenge we've met. We owe all the staff who have kept schools open the biggest gratitude of debt. A stark reminder to all in the world challenges life sometimes provides. But surely we've learned that so much in our world unites us more than divides. A message of hope for this yuletide is what we really need to hear. A reminder of humanity's goodness to those afar and to those who are near. And during this magical period, Snowman and flying reindeer, to our listeners on Teachers Talk Radio, let's choose hope over fear. To all in our learning community, to every man, woman, girl, and boy, we wish you all the most blessed Christmas filled with peace. told you it was cheesy it's like a cheese factory in Amsterdam a very Merry Christmas to you all and I hope sincerely now from the bottom of my heart I hope that next year really is a better one Um, lots of people liking the show at the moment which is fantastic what is Mo Salah's favourite Christmas song you'll never walk alone thank you very much for that Will very special uh, player fantastic player uh, Miss Saeed has written, during your chat with David, I kept distancing myself with silly gifts due to being so moved by your discussion. To have you both opening up about your vulnerabilities has left me in awe of your courage. My New Year's resolution is simple continue to be grateful for everything. Thank you so much for that um, uplifting message, uh, Miss Saeed. And that would really be my advice after um, going through quite a difficult year this year, really really cherish, cherish every moment. And that would really be my advice to to as many people as possible. Um, And I really do hope next year, 2022, is a fantastic year for everybody. Uh, Before I read the poem, I was asking you to reflect on a couple of things. You're teaching New Year's resolutions and magic moments from 2021. What were your golden standout moments from the year? I was hoping that the text would be flooding in by now. We haven't had any. Um, And you're listening to Teachers Talk Radio with me, Matt Williams. It's a (laughs) one-off. Here we go. It's a one-off special, and it is a very special show today. And I now have the utter privilege, he says, to introduce my old friend, colleague, all-round talented educationalist, but rotten producer, Mr. Tom Rogers.
5: Good evening,
0: Tom how dare you honestly awful
2: noreen has written she seconds what miss saeed said uh, you and david may have encouraged someone who's worried to go and see their gps thank you for being so open oh mal got married congratulations <laughs> yay mal so that's a highlight a huge <laughs> highlight of the year um so yeah congratulations big congratulations to mal um so how are you diddling tom
0: um, I'm okay. I've thoroughly enjoyed this, mate. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I'm glad somebody has. No, it's been really, really fun so far. It's not even over. It's been great.
2: Crack it. Um somebody's texting me, um, Emma, who was actually a guest on the show earlier this year. She says, um She doesn't think the messages are working. She's tried loads, thinks there's an issue with the app. (laughs) Is that a common problem, Tom?
0: Right. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to hit refresh on this and see what happens. This could either destroy everything or we'll come back in about two seconds. No, no, I won't. I won't do it, just in case.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, shall I keep still here?
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. no. Could the show be over without saying goodbye? I want to ask you some questions.
2: Oh, Okay. Well, I thought I was asking you some questions.
0: Well, you can in a minute. I am going to put you on
2: the spot. Okay.
0: No, you can, but I think (laughs) uh, we don't interview you on your show, so I feel like here's some good ones. Okay. At school, when we were teaching together.
2: Yes, when you broke my arm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll come on to that. I did break (laughs) Matt's arm. It was by accident. Well, it was kind of by accident. I'll let him explain.
2: (laughs) Oh, final admission.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, when we were working together, and we last worked together in 2013, when we were both um, much younger, and Cornsy's here, he worked with us. Yeah,
2: tonight. great the reunion, Cornsy. this. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so there's a few people who work. And during that time, you had the nickname Briefcase. <laughs> Can you explain <laughs> where the nickname Briefcase originated from? Because you did used to carry a briefcase, a very... <laughs> kind of 1890s Victorian London briefcase (laughs) around with you to lessen. You'd be seen running down the corridor, kind of waddling more down the corridors with this briefcase. Utter mendacity. Can you explain the nickname briefcase?
2: (laughs) Well, I I can't give it its full title, actually. Um, We're way behind the the watershed, aren't we? (laughs) But... (laughs) Yes, this is courtesy, I think, of Mr. Sean Davis, who himself looks like (laughs) Doc Cotton from EastEnders, by the way. But um, he thought I resembled, a striking resemblance, to Will from the Inbetweeners. Maybe not just out of looks, and I had glasses on back then, but perhaps my presentation in work, and including, as you said, the 1890s briefcase. So, yeah, a very flattering nickname, which I took to heart thoroughly enjoyed that you know but b- bullying does sometimes take pl- place in school but not often between <laughs> the teachers for goodness sake so i had to get my own back by nicknaming him dot cotton didn't i so yeah <laughs> oh,
0: God.
2: well oh that was... put, oh look have you seen the things that are coming through now uh, well, first of all, Noreen is telling Emma to log out and back in because of the messages <laughs> are working.
0: That's um, the important one. Thanks for Ke- coming in. Yeah. Well Kerry
2: done. is putting a significant amount of briefcases in his message. Tilly is correctly identified in between us. Nick Logan has said, I still apparently have that nickname. Um, brief goes. Uh, nice to listen to you both. That's from Jane Ritter. Thank you, Jane. Uh, Willem is joining in with Grief Briefcase of course of course Gwillem appeared in the 1971 version of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory don't forget um, G- Gene Wilder reincarnated there
0: um, you do realise no one knows what you're talking about apart from like two people here
2: everybody knows Willy Wonka and
0: the Chocolate Factory no no I know that but no one knows <laughs> what's going oh no no I know nobody knows Quillam. Is. no one knows who Quillam is no one Quillam call <laughs> in because I want best old stories of Matt Kerry Quillam. oh gosh no
2: no 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 no. I no. want
0: people to hit the calling button make sure you've got headphones on your phone please don't I think
2: my parents are listening
0: no it doesn't matter how bad it is <laughs> we don't care anymore all right we're gonna Any oh really right Miss story, Saeed
2: so- Thank you for having my back, Miss Saeed. She is a DSL. She can support me if I'd like to report it now. I'm glad that somebody finally has my back. As she says, TTR is anti-bullying and quite rightly so. (laughs) A few bits of laughter going on. Um,
0: Um, uh, Matt, okay, let's move on from Briefcase.
2: Kerry has just texted in saying three blind mice. Shall I quickly explain what that was all about? Yeah, I on. had laser I had laser eye surgery at the beginning of 2013 actually and they didn't tell me. They said I'd be absolutely fine within 12 24 hours and this was on the Saturday. Um Unfortunately, I was making my way through the snow in Liverpool with a pair of sunglasses because it was a cold January day. And I still had to wear sunglasses on the Monday, the Tuesday, the Wednesday, and I had a significant reaction to laser eye surgery. And I had to go I that. to oh. teach all of my Opening Minds classes, which yes. had a very diverse curriculum. Um, and I had to teach all of my classes in sunglasses on freezing cold January days. And on the first lesson I taught... A few colleagues came in with white sticks and sunglasses, pretending to be three blind mice. Think of that what you will. Um, Thank you, Beside, for always having my back. Noreen said, as a governor, um, I'll support you too. Thank you very much. Um, I have a lot of support here, Tom.
0: Yeah, it's surprising, isn't it?
2: The only thing that I didn't want to make this show a little... um, you know, a bit a, a bit too personal, like in-jokes and things like that. But no, no, we – We're totally we're beyond that you, now, aren't we? We're
0: going to move on from the, the in-jokes and stupid right. things that you've done in about five <laughs> minutes and move on to serious things. <laughs> five do minutes, that, great. Let's run yeah. through some more classic Matt Williams things, okay? Oh, my goodness me. This yeah, is like no, a
2: nightmare do. version of This Is Your Life.
0: So do you want to tell – because I know some people will have missed – the the your description of the football incident um we're gonna uh, (laughs) carry we're coming on to matt's sports day fall in front of the entire school (gasps) and very soon that was staged for attention but it was not staged it was it was staged for attention and and it was hilarious and we have to give credit for that but the football incident matt um (laughs) that involved me breaking your arm do you want to kind of talk us through that when i got a bit irritated with you kind of lumbering around on the pitch and, and went in for a challenge and and kind of broke your arm. Do you want to talk us through that?
2: Well, I'm, I'm at, at a very sensible weight, um, a good weight at the moment. Um, but back in the day, I, I was a little bit heavy um, due to excessive uh, issues. Um, and But I still had a little bit of twinkly toes, I would say, and sometimes I had a little bit of sugail. I mean, people may wish to disagree with me here, but I think I dribbled past you a couple of times and you got really frustrated. And then when I next went past you, after I think nutmegging you the time before, um, I pushed the ball past you and tried to go around you. And you mercilessly stuck your right foot in the air to trip me up, raised it even higher as I fell to the ground and finished me off. And I had to land on my left arm. And the hospital, I mean, I'm not prone to exaggeration um, and hyperbole, but the hospital did say, well, not the hospital, but the nurses did say um, that it was the worst broken arm they'd ever witnessed. And that was down to you.
0: I'm so proud of that. Like, genuinely. <laughs> no, it's one of the, yeah, no, it's one <laughs> of the best things I've ever done.
2: I nearly missed going to Anfield the following day, actually, to watch Liverpool beat Hull 6-2, I think it was.
0: But you took it very well. I remember you you being very courteous to me. Um, I'm a very
2: forgiving guy.
0: I didn't even get your card, did I?
2: No. Gwila said, I would love to call him, but it's 3am and my pregnant wife, the legendary Miss Laura Lee Gizzy, and she is legendary, One, two, three, four will kill me if I wake her. You could, however, tell the story of his sport. Oh, great.
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll come up oh, sports. Oh, great. It's on YouTube, So apparently. anyone who knows, it is on YouTube. I've seen it. You know when <laughs> uh, the whole school has a sports day and obviously myself and Matt taught at a school with a very large intake. So we're talking like over a thousand people on the field. All the staff, all the kids doing the races. Now, as is the tradition at a lot of uh, sports days, uh, maybe not now because of health and safety, but back in like 2009, the staff do a staff relay. Okay. <laughs> now, Matt was obviously on the team. And of course, Matt was the last person to run on the relay. weren't you? Matt? Of course, and taking wanna- the
2: glory, supposedly.
0: Exactly. Now, do you want to tell us the story from your side? And then I'll come in with my well, side. From-
2: well, my side is indisputable because I am the person who who was affected by this, and actually mentally affected for months because I was accused of, you know, sabotaging the sports day for my own um, gratification. But it just wasn't the case. I was handed the baton, and bear in mind, it's a very very bumpy field. Um, but I was also my balance was slightly affected by a horsefly bite that I had unfortunately got the day before. Um, and as I was sprinting for glory, 20 meters ahead, and then I raced to 30 meters ahead, which uh, uh, an English colleague, Ben, would probably disagree with and dispute. Um, but as I was going, I actually tripped over a big hump in the grass and absolutely went flying cataclysmically to the ground. And it was one heavy fall. I managed to get up as the ground shook beneath me. Um And I ended up finishing second, which was very, very unfortunate because we deserved to win. Um, But it's absolutely indisputable. I tripped over. It was uh, 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 akin to a pothole, if you like, and was very, very unlucky. And despite the um, disgraceful accusations, actually, that I um, tried to uh, dramatize everything, um, it it just wasn't the case. And, And that's my side of the story. And that is the correct story.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, it what you do. it you are a mat. The, the reason I find you utterly hilarious at all times is because every single incident that's ever happened is a drama. Like every single thing. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny. But another one that I really liked from you when I was at this school was and I used to, I, I don't know why ever. it used to, No, no, it's not even that funny, but it used to crack me up is <laughs> you used to so we had like the you know, the sanction system in the school. Yeah. <laughs> um, Warning. <laughs> you used to go to kids on a genuine level and go warning, first warning, and you used to put your arm out like directing the traffic, and it just it just used to crack me up. Where did that come from? That that warning thing is that?
2: <laughs> well, it's about clarity, isn't it, Tom? So perhaps you weren't weren't clear with your students, but I was very very clear clear when I was giving out a warning, so somebody could say, uh, "No, I wasn't on one warning before." Well, you saw the hand. You know, you, you can't dispute it. You saw the hand. A hand came out. The magic fingers were pointed. Um, and you had a warning.
0: Yeah. So Thanks that's it. That. Right. We should move on to the more serious things now, Matt. Because I want to... Okay, so, so... So we met up a few weeks ago. And people, you know, might not be fully clear on, you know, what your kind of journey's been. But do you want to tell us... Because I know you told me, and it, it was uh, like when you were telling me after I'd spent thirty minutes telling you about my car breaking down, and then obviously I, <laughs> I then moved on to you and your kind of personal struggles, which are obviously not as significant. But what <laughs> when when once I'd finished telling you about my really important problems, what were the what happened in twenty nineteen,
2: Matt? Well, firstly and most importantly, I do hope that your car is better now, and.
6: It's important that we get out
2: of the way. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. In, in 2019, uh, a bit like David, but it, it was less severe at the time. I was diagnosed with stage three, 3C bowel cancer. And I was teaching in Abu Dhabi at the time. And I had chemo radiation, uh, 28 rounds of radiation. Then I had sur- surgery in Abu Dhabi in September 2019. And then I had long course chemotherapy back in the UK. We were planning on moving back to the UK anyway. Um, and I had six months more of chemotherapy then. And, you know, luckily I, I was in remission. The cancer had gone. Um, and then unfortunately, during my time with Teachers Talk Radio, uh, I found out in March of this year that the cancer had returned Um There is a high recurrence rate for this sort of cancer at my stage, unfortunately. So there was always this probability, really, that it'd come back. And unfortunately, it's gone to the peritoneum, which is a really difficult site to go to. Um, So I was given, yeah, pretty devastating news earlier this year that I have stage four uh, bowel cancer with spread to the, the tummy lining, which is the peritoneum, unfortunately. And so I have been undergoing chemotherapy since I had a little break I'm having a little break over Christmas um but yeah that unfortunately the, the the prognosis isn't great um, but but we believe we have we believe we still have other options available to us um, and we're just going to yeah live each day as we can and just try and fight as hard as we can
0: now when you say we and I know she's shy and doesn't want to talk which is absolutely fine but you have got you have got a wonderful wife who does deserve a mention, doesn't she, Matt? Because you don't you haven't talked about her on your shows.
2: She, yeah, she 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 messaged right at the beginning of the show as well. That's took my wife. Um, yeah, we met in in Vietnam when I taught in Vietnam, and she worked at the same school. Um, and yeah, she's absolutely brilliant. You know, sometimes she does have to care for me because sometimes I'm extremely poorly, um, and she's been an absolute legend. Um, and unfortunately, as you know, Tom, I, I've taken the devastating decision of um, taking Ill, serious ill-health retirements because unfortunately, you know, I just can't work um, at the moment and I'll go down to zero pay um, at some point next year. So, um, yeah, to, to think that I may have taught my last ever lesson was, was a real blow, really. But um, I'm trying to think of other things I can do when I'm actually well. Which is which is quite a lot of the time, actually. You know, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, I do have many good days as well. well
3: you but, say yeah, that t- Matt, Took
2: that, as a legend. That. Took as a legend.
0: You say that, and and you know, when I saw you, I did find it. Uh, you know, it is it is mad how positive you can be, and I said that to you. I'm like,
2: not always, of course. You know, you do have yeah, bad but- days, Tom.
0: You do, but but your level is always, your minimum level is much higher than other people's highest level. Like you you manage to maintain a real, just kind of mentality, a really positive mentality. I know people say mm. that all the time, you know, like speakers come on and be like, oh, you know, like, let's, let's be all positive. But you genuinely live it. Like, how do you do that? Because this has been, you know, you've, you've been fighting this for two years now. So how, how do you keep that battle going?
2: Well, I don't think I have a choice really. You know, if, it, if I don't, you know, keep positive, I think sometimes the medics will look at the data um, rather than the individual. And I think a lot of prognoses are down to um, sometimes not a negative attitude, but people giving up. So I think the more positive you can be, the longer you can live. And, You know, what I'm trying to do is set myself small targets. So my initial target, which I very nearly met back in March, was to see out the year, to make January the 1st, 2022 um, and and live there because it was uncertain at the time whether whether I would make that. So um, that was the first target. Then the target beyond that was going to be one of my New Year's resolutions, try and make it till the following year. And that would be fantastic. And then, you know, hopefully there will come a time where things will really reduce and things will get better to the point where I can set even longer targets. And that would be amazing,
0: wouldn't it? Because how many courses of chemotherapy have you done now?
2: Um, Well, I had... I had tablet form of chemotherapy in 2019. Then I had six months, or ended up being seven months, actually, of another form of chemotherapy, which was intravenous. Um, Then this year I've had 11, 10 or 11, which is a few different types of chemotherapy and immunotherapy on the same day. And I have to say it has hit me hard. So you were saying about positivity before, you know, there are some days where I felt very, very poorly and I've had very severe reactions. Um, Dave, Dave has had different reactions from me and he is still able to go to work sometimes. I'm just not able to, It's, it's just, just been very, very difficult, including, you know, I looked like the elephant man earlier in the year because I had this, horrendous scarred face. You know, the, it gave, gave me a very, very bad skin reaction all over my scalp and just other reactions that can be quite nasty. So yeah, so, some, sometimes that's difficult to overcome, especially when you're feeling poorly as well. And it's difficult to find that positivity. But as I said before, you know, you have no option really. You've got to try and keep on going. And for your, I often think it's the people around you who suffer more so it's mm. it's obviously difficult for me, but it's very very difficult, especially for my friends and family. It's extremely difficult for Tuk, and it's very difficult for my parents, who are just wonderful and you know support support us so tremendously.
0: Yeah, and you were mentioning when we met up that you uh, you know at the moment you're trying to seek this this kind of new treatment, right? That you, mm, that yeah. you you're kind of hoping. Uh, this particular surgeon will will perform. Um, Yeah. So what's the story with that? Like, what's your, what are your hopes with that?
2: Well, I I think the main thing is I've, or we have educated ourselves really about this disease and we've basically been looking at other options beyond, you know, just chemotherapy. And there's a massive surgery called high which they only do in a few hospitals um, across the country. One hospital has denied me twice just because the cancer is a bit too widespread in the tummy lining. Um, but this professor in London takes on more challenging cases and he agreed to look at my case. Um, so I was referred to him. It's, it's obviously a private appointment to begin with. Um, and, He, as I said, he takes on slightly more challenging cases, but I'm right on the threshold. So I'll probably find out over Christmas or maybe just after the new year, whether I am a candidate for that sort of surgery, but it'll be very, very risky and it probably won't be a cure um, at this point, but you never know if I can get the score down um, and I, you Chemotherapy has and more And do you want effect. to
0: explain? Do you, do you want to explain the scores, just so pe- just so you can say where you are and where you need to. Be well, it's it, it, well, it's
2: a really complicated system, but they score your peritoneum. The lower the score, the better. Um, the hospital where I won't mention the hospital's name, but the hospital yeah. uh, turned me down twice. Um, turns people down that are, have a score of nine or ten. As I said, the lower the better. But this professor in London actually takes on cases up to twenty. Um, it's, it's a score out of thirty-nine. It's very, very complicated. I, I won't get yeah. into
0: the the precise. So it, 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 essentially, of it. it goes zero. It goes zero to thirty-nine, and the zero higher up, the I, more I, it is.
2: Yeah, we think the chemotherapy apparently did such a good job in the summer. We think that I'm now at eighteen, so very close to the cutoff points that this professor operates on. Do you mind me all talking about this? By the way,
0: mate, that's the whole reason I'm asking you about it because I, when you told me about all this i was genuinely i i could have listened to, you know it's just both inspiring and interesting and just uh, just uh, yeah what more can i say just like everything you've been through you know and i know you were saying that you're on 18 you you know you're not giving up you're you you you're looking for that treatment and you were also telling me you know the story of when you found out you know that this this was the case when you were out in i think it was abu dhabi When you Mm. you know when you found out what happened, uh, what was going Mm. on, and of course, in my head, you know we're a similar age. I mean, obviously,
2: you're you're a few years younger, yeah,
0: maybe a few, yeah, but similar age. And and I was just thinking, you know, when you were saying that you've been in there and and you didn't expect anything when you went in for that checkup with that doctor. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah, we thought it was a few other things, yeah.
0: Do you want to tell people about that, that bit?
2: Well, it was,
0: it and kind And how, of you, how you dealt yeah. with that.
2: Well, it kind of helped me in a way because I, I was supposed to go for a colonoscopy and there may be some listeners who have had a colonoscopy or are certainly aware of it. Um, and we knew there was something wrong down there. I'd suffered from constipation for a number of months and a few other side effects. Um, and but unfortunately, we're supposed to be, if you don't mind me saying this, we're supposed to be on the toilet basically all night. But because yeah. I obviously had a tumor down there, um, I wasn't on the toilet all night, but I was in significant pain and I had terrible, ter- one of the worst I've ever felt. Um, and that really shouldn't happen. So the colonoscopy yeah. couldn't go ahead because I was in too much pain, but the doctor wasn't satisfied with that. So we did what is called a Um, sigmoidoscopy, which is a slimmer instrument that doesn't go quite so far um, up um, when when they assert it. Um, And then it was the next day where where I still didn't really think there was, you know, something seriously wrong with me. But I met a British doctor um, at the hospital who asked me if I had children, first of all, and then asked, you know, did I have a wife, etc. And I knew as soon as he said that that I had cancer. Um, because why would he, why would he ask that? And then he proceeded to say, listen, we, we won't know the results for a week. Um, but it it could be cancer. And I thought he wouldn't say that if it wasn't. So I very calmly went home and told my wife because she wasn't at the appointment with me. And then I telephoned my dad actually and just said, listen, just to prime you just in case it is. We're not going to find out for a week or so, uh, but the doctor thinks I might have cancer. And I just thought it, it really helped me rationalize everything um, because it was told to me in the gentlest of ways, you know, the doctor was extremely empathetic. And at, it, this was the next lucky moment really is that I went for blood test results for related issues the following day. And the doctor called us in and gave us the result the following day. So it avoided a week of uncertainty, really. Um, So yeah, we found out the following day and it was confirmed that I had cancer. We didn't know the stage or anything at that point. But what I would like to say and put on record is that my employer's and the school at the time were absolutely phenomenal. The British International School of Abu Dhabi, Bissad, um, in Abu Dhabi, and they they were just phenomenal and supported us throughout. I stayed beyond my contract. They put us up in the service departments, um, mm. and I stayed to have the surgery in Abu Dhabi and then carried on with my treatment back here.
0: Yeah, and you know that was two years ago, wasn't it? You know, more or less. So you, yeah, you know, yeah, just... t- two and a bit, yeah. It just shows you how how much you've been through you know to to get to this point and
3: you know yeah well, what,
2: I- I, what what I couldn't do without basically is the massive amounts of support that i've had and no more so than the teaching community, actually. So everybody I've talked with in the past has just mm-hmm. been so generous with their well wishes and helping me out and just sending messages of support. And that spent a huge amount, especially over COVID when we couldn't see people. You know, that that was just.
0: Well, talk to that, Matt, just to finish off, because we're running out of time um, yeah. is is you have been doing a big walk, haven't you? So do you want to tell people about that?
2: Yes, we have what is called the wonderful Great Orme. You may have heard Candidno you know on the news because of the world famous goats uh during lockdown, but we have
3: <laughs> indeed
2: we have um we have what's called the Great Orm it's like a big hill, a small mountain, and it's about a circular walk along the perimeter of the Orm uh, which is about five point six miles and I decided to raise money for Bio Cancer UK because we just found so much, a wealth of information from this website and the forums. Um, and yeah, we did, I just set myself the challenge of 100 miles um, during November and December. And we completed that challenge yesterday and raised, including gift aid, about £7,500, um, which we set a target of £500 to begin with. So uh, very, very pleased that we far exceeded that original target. And again, people have been very, very generous in their donations. And I'd like to place on record as well, Tom, in advance again, my thanks to you and Seema for oh. arranging this amazing uh, charity day on the 29th of this December. Well, it's not
0: just me. And C- to be fair, everyone is doing it. We, we, you know, There's a few people. Well, thank you, Mal, thank you to Ella, all. Mal, Ella, me, oh. Cima, and all the team. All the TTRs are doing it. And, oh, and well, you, very... I will send you the schedule once it's up so you can have a look at it. And Mal's right, actually, I didn't do a lot. So um yeah, but thanks everyone. <laughs> anyway. um...
2: I've just seen that comment. Sorry, I've not been reading the comments. Just read you know, some Ooh. lovely comments coming through from Tilly and Kerry. Miss Said has written a lovely paragraph there. Thank you so much. Um, Maureen. <laughs> oh, she's been a great contributor today, Miss Said. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Noreen has written some lovely things as well. Tom Hopkins Burke. Um, Roger did all. I love that. Uh, Ella, who's such a supportive friend and a wonderful uh, colleague. Thank you to Ella. And Seema setting an incredible challenge well it was i uh, i think it was it, it was difficult because one of the side effects of chemotherapy is i've got cuts all over my fingers and my feet so i just plastered up basically and just got on with it um, around the great horn but thank you tom because I, I know man. there's another show coming out um tell our listeners what shows are coming up in the near future
0: well uh tonight i'm on actually at 10 o'clock we've got Jennifer oh Eve. We've got Genevieve on in 20 minutes, and then I'm on... At oh,
2: wonderful. And thank their... you to Genevieve for tuning in as well today.
0: Yeah, Genevieve's there. And Doug Lamov is on with me at 10, talking about remote teaching from the, the good old US of A. And then on the 29th of December, Matt, we yes. have the 24-hour Twitter spaces to raise money for Balcante UK. So we're going to oh, have a marvellous. 24-hour extravaganza which we will share links to with you so you can share it on and whatever and it'll be 24 hours get involved we're going to keep it going for a whole 24 hours and then we'll have like a link to your just giving page so people can donate um while it's going on like a proper like donate you know like comic relief with david brent yeah that kind of thing
2: oh brilliant yeah oh fantastic i'm so humbled, tom thanks so much for to, to your team for arranging that i really am grateful thank you
0: Right, it's your show, Matt. So I, I feel like I've interviewed you. You have? feels a little bit... I wasn't expecting I like, this. I felt like I had to. Um, so, uh, because we wanted to hear, you know, what you wanted oh, to say. Oh, it's my I, team I wanted too. to hear.
2: Well, I feel as though I've been more open than a 24-hour Tesco. <laughs> so thank oh, you for asking oh. me such... <laughs> Thank you for asking me such personal questions. <laughs> so, shall right. shall I finish the show?
0: Yeah, I, I, you know how we're going to finish, don't you? Go on. You know what's coming.
1: <laughs> this is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live.
2: Thank you to my two guests, David Flood and of course, Teacher Talk Radio's very own Tom Rogers. Massive thank you to you, our wonderful listeners, for tuning in and for contributing. I'd love to be back in 2022 if somebody will have, have me. Goodness knows after this show. I wish you all a very <laughs> Merry Christmas and let's hope for a better, more prosperous, safer wonderful new year this has been teachers talk radio and it has been live
1: this is teachers talk radio and you are listening live tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation download the podbean app and search teachers talk radio follow the hashtag tt radio tune in talk it out.